Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, Living Health Live. Um, it's good to see you guys. Uh, we're going to be starting up um, a regular uh, webinar routine so that we can talk about all the fun stuff that's going on. Um, I'm happy to see some friendly, friendly faces, some friendly names. So um, it looks like people are patching in. If you guys could just do me a big favor and put in the chat box, um, thumbs up if you can hear me and see me. Um, and that will confirm that we are good to go. Uh, Dr. Tom may be joining us later. He got caught up with a patient and uh, another busy day here at Living Health. Um, but in the meantime, uh, many of you guys know me. I'm Dr. Steph Cheney, Living Health Integrative Medicine. My husband, Dr. Tom Cheney, we co-own the practice and we've managed to get everyone through this past year and almost a half of COVID with no actual COVID casualties. So good job everybody for getting through. Uh, and uh, good to see some familiar names. And um, so we're gonna, we're gonna pick up here and we're gonna talk today about long haul COVID solutions. Um, and I also am just gonna put out there, um, many of our patients are opting not to get the COVID vaccine. Some of our patients have. And um, this very similar uh, solutions for those patients um, that might be having adverse effects from the vaccine, uh, it's all kind of similar. And so as I'm going through today's presentation about long haul, um, if there are people in your life that have had the vaccine, either the first shot or both, and are having some adverse reactions or just want support, then the solutions are gonna be very similar. Although we might do um, a webinar coming up with regards to that as well. And it looks like I've got a bunch of thumbs up and uh, uh, happy 2021. Um, we're already halfway through, if you can believe it. Pretty crazy how fast time is flying with all this nonsense. Um, so let's just dive in and um, I'm gonna try to keep this uh, to a good you know, 30 to 60 minutes, not like my 11 previous COVID webinars throughout 2020, um, which are all, by the way, archived on our website, mylivinghealth.com. If you go to the resources tab under the blog, you can search back through and you'll see them all numbered. Um, that is all, um, when I think back to what we were all going through, um, from last March uh, until uh, the final webinar I did in December of 2020. That, all that data is true, it's pertinent, and I stand by it today. Um, nothing has really changed. The solutions that we were coming up with back in March of 2020, um, we're gonna review today because they are still valid. So um, you're free to share those links with people. Um, I know they were on the long side because we just had so much, we were just digging and digging and digging, trying to find solutions because everyone was in such fear over what was happening. So, all right, so let's get started. We're gonna talk a bit about long haul COVID solutions. So I'm gonna get into what is long haul. Um, and again, you can also think with um, 
you know, adverse vaccine reactions um, because uh, some people are experiencing that and the symptoms are somewhat similar in, in many cases. Uh, and then what are the solutions? So obviously we're here to provide solutions. And um, as we go through, go ahead and post comments or questions in the chat and I will try to get as many of those questions answered at the end. Um, I'll be able to scroll back through. So as, you're think as you have things popping up in your head, go ahead and throw them up. I'm probably not gonna answer any questions um, until the very end. But, and then I have some handouts um, and some informational pamphlets and things like that that I'm gonna post as we go through this for you guys to print and download. Um, and then also, um, as usual, you'll have um, an email with a replay link um, shortly after, within a day or two. Uh, so again, you can feel free to uh, share those with friends and family. And then in the event that you're, um, if you've got friends and family dealing with um, just some chronic issues with COVID or issues with regard to the vaccine, um, we are seeing a lot of virtual patients now. So um, we have that ability. Uh, so you don't have to live right here in Annapolis, Maryland to be able to consult with us and get some advice and things like that. So just putting that out there. So let's just talk about what is long COVID. There's, there's a few different terms. Um, it's known as chronic COVID, uh, long COVID or long haul COVID, or sometimes they're referred to as long haulers. Um, but basically these are people that had at one point tested positive for COVID. <clears throat> they may have actually been asymptomatic. Boy, it just started. <clears throat> they may have been even asymptomatic at the initial <clears throat> positive finding, um, but symptoms um, pop up and they don't resolve quickly and they can actually last for many, many weeks, even months and months. And I think we're still sort of monitoring. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. It's very difficult to get answers um, on most of the conventional sites. Um, and uh, as far as, you know, how long these guys uh, are going with these symptoms. Some people test positive for COVID, have symptoms, and then the symptoms subside and they think they're over it. And then a week or two or more later, they start getting hit with a completely different set of symptoms. And I have some theories as to why that is. Um, and I think it'll make sense to you what my theories are as we go through this. Um, but essentially, these are people that have chronic um, uh, COVID symptoms. And you know, the COVID symptoms are extremely varied. Uh, and we'll go over what those symptoms are for some of these people. And these are symptoms that may come in waves. Um, and the hope is, is that with every wave, the symptoms become less and less and less um, strong or severe until eventually the symptoms just sort of go away. Um, there's very little as far as uh, permanency. Um, but having said that, you know, depending on the severity of the COVID uh, inflammatory uh, storm, which is really the danger of COVID for these people, um, it really depends on if there's long lasting or permanent scarring or damage um, to an organ or a system, whether it's vascular. Um, you know, if someone's had blood clots and has had nerve damage because of blood clots or 
or um, you know was actually on a ventilator and came off a ventilator, some of these symptoms um, that are chronic may be more related to the damage of the tissues as far as that goes. Um, so uh, at any rate, it's essentially a person who um, had COVID and the symptoms are ongoing. And we don't have a lot of data for how long these symptoms are gonna be lasting. So who is the at-risk population for long haul or long COVID? Um, again, there's not a lot of information out there. Um, so we don't really know why it's happening. Although again, I have my theories. Um, I think that there's definitely some validity to, you know, if you have a lot of the comorbidities and you get COVID, you're probably more likely to potentially have chronic issues um, ongoing. If you've got underlying inflammation already, whether it be an autoimmune issue, um, whether it be a chronic infection um, like Lyme or something like that, um, history of viral infections and things like that, or if you've got, you know, a lot of the patients that I work with have biotoxin illness or chronic inflammatory response. Um, and basically they're already dealing with chron chronic inflammation. Um, and some of these guys are probably more likely to have chronic issues afterwards. If you're under a lot of stress, if you've, if you've gone into COVID with nutritional deficiencies, whether that be D or C or B vitamins or, you know, stress, for example, can cause people to really overuse um, and burn out their B vitamins. And then if you get COVID and you're nutritionally deficient, um, it may be hard for you to come back from that. Um, and that those deficiencies can lead to all these different types of symptoms, depending on what deficiencies you have. Um, and then of course, there's the potential for damage. Um, so some of the symptoms might be related more to organ tissue, vessel, cell damage, um, immune system imbalances, uh, as far as that goes, like the immune system gets turned on and uh, the, the acute inflammatory response is activated and might not actually shut off properly. We are finding that long COVID can happen with people of any age. So it's not a certain age category. Um, you know, there's young people in their 20s that are experiencing chronic ongoing months and months and months of symptoms. Um, and then of course there's people in their elder years that are experiencing uh, chronic symptoms as well. But there seems to be a pattern with more women um, having more chronic ongoing uh, symptoms. And interestingly enough, I have you know, if you look at the population of autoimmune thyroid, it's mostly women. Um, so we don't know if there's a hormone situation there or if this is almost like um, an autoimmune type of scenario. Um, most people with long COVID um, past, you know, that initial acute phase of having the acute COVID will test negative for COVID, for example, um, like they'll test negative on a rapid test or a PCR test, um, but they will probably show that they have antibodies. Um, so the antibodies are there. Um, they no longer quote unquote have acute COVID uh, or signs of the virus, but they are dealing with the symptoms on an ongoing way. So the theories, there's basically three theories in a nutshell as to what this is. One, the immune system got triggered and never got reset um, it never reset itself. 
And so it's, you're in a chronic, chronic state of autoimmune type uh, inflammatory situation. The other thing that um, literally could be a factor is um, some people are theorizing that the virus is still there, but hiding almost like Lyme somehow. Um, and it may be hiding in immune privileged tissue. Um, and then it may come out and you have flares and remisses. I'm not 100% um, sure I'm behind that theory, quite honestly. Um, and then the, uh, so the, that's one theory. The other theory is the virus is still, is, is hidden after the infection has kind of initially passed and is recurring. Um, and then the other thing is that it's literally, you're just dealing with the damage, residual damage of the COVID itself. I have a feeling it's more of the residual damage. Um, so if, if, uh, if something kind of really affected the vascular system, you know, that could still be underlying, there's some underlying inflammation. If the inflammatory system is still ramped up, I think it's a combination of the immune system is still ramped up, still hyperinflamed, still moving in attack mode and, um, you know, any residual spike protein in the system could continue to create this autoimmune type inflammatory situation. And then uh, I, I think that there's just a, a likelihood of damage um, as far as that goes. So we'll, we'll get into the solutions depending on kind of which one we think a person is dealing with. So let's talk about the symptoms of long haul or chronic COVID. Um, and again, many of these are the symptoms that we have read and have heard about endlessly um, in the news cycle as far as the actual COVID symptoms. Um, and they may be slightly different than uh, what a person had when they had COVID in terms of a chronic COVID situation. So a person could have coughing, still having some residual lung stuff, um, now this, I think might be more likely in the situation where somebody may have been on a ventilator or really had a lot of respiratory stress, um, when they had actual COVID shortness of breath is extremely commonly reported. So months and months and months after a person could really just, and this could have been a very physically fit cardiovascular fit person before COVID they got COVID. And now months and months later, they just can't seem to catch their breath or get like enough oxygen in them. <clears throat> that could be because of previous damage to the lungs, scar tissue, inflammation. Um, and it could just literally because they're hypoxic or low oxygen. Um, the other thing that COVID does is it really um, hammers the mitochondria in the cell as far as the function when it, um, takes up that ACE2 and hip, uh, receptor that we talked about early, early on in our webinars. Um, you, you, a deficiency in ACE2 receptor because of COVID, if you had a very, you know, uh, systemic, uh, uh, situation with COVID, it can be very depleting of nutrients for your mitochondria and your mitochondria, um, are the energy providers, the fuel providers for your cells. So if your cell's not getting enough, fuel, you can have this chronic fatigue, shortness of breath, um, but that shortness of breath and kind of almost like gulping for oxygen, um, maybe literally that you're oxygen starved. Um, and some people actually pulse ox and continue months later to have low oxygen saturation. 
And again, that can be anywhere in the, the low 90% to upper 80s, where they just can't get their oxygen levels into a normal range. Um, and that could just be because they're having some chronic lung issues related to their the COVID as far as their, their chronic ongoing debilitating fatigue. It is being compared to chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue has been related to viral uh, situations before, like Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus, uh, Lyme is not a virus, it's a bacteria, but, but infections can um, basically lead somebody to have fatigue. And again, it could be the mitochondrial dysfunction, it could be oxygen deprivation, it could be nutrient deficiencies, it could be all of the above. A person just gets wiped out and is, the body is just not, it's so depleted, it's having a hard time getting back over that hump. Uh, body aches and joint pain where people now have fibromyalgia or it's almost like you have this autoimmune issue and you may even become autoimmune um, with regards to you know, rheumatoid arthritis or some undefined kind of joint situation. Loss of taste of smell is a, another thing that's being reported months and months after. And for some of these people, that wasn't their initial symptom. Their initial symptom was like the flu, the sore throat, the usual kind of COVID stuff. And they seem to get over that. And then the chronic symptoms kind of set up and some of this stuff is neurological. So loss of taste and smell, um, difficulty sleeping. So insomnia um, that can manifest with night sweats or not headaches. Um, and some of the headaches for some people are extremely severe. Um, they can be extremely vascular in nature, um, almost migraine for some people um, with or without the aura. It can just be a very intense headache. Um, brain fog is something that I'm finding a lot of patients complaining about um, long term after COVID, the initial acute COVID, um, memory loss, brain fog, trouble finding words, um, trouble focusing. Um, and then we're having people with uh, nerve pain, neuropathy, and it may manifest in the strangest places. So not the traditional neuropathy that we see with a lot of our patients who might be diabetic, where it's in the toes. Uh, this might be in the fingers, it might be in the face. Um, it can be very random. Um, and then skin rashes and skin issues. Uh, and again, these are the things that were also noted for some um, as an acute um, symptom of COVID. Um, these can manifest later and they can, all of these symptoms can just stay constant um, and they can come on and turn off and come on and, and almost come in waves. Um, so it's, it's like all over the map, um, which is really hard for the conventional system to deal with. And it's definitely challenging for integrative doctors like myself um, and, you know, our team here um, to really pin down so um, you have to take a very holistic approach when working with these guys. Um, some of these long haulers uh, don't even bring it to their doctor's attention. They tested positive for COVID. They just kind of nursed it at home. They never got bad enough to go to the hospital, but then the symptoms never went away, never went away. And they sort of got into a limbo and never really got to the doctor until months and months later. And some of the doctors just, I mean, they're just not set up to deal with this. Um, other than the typical, you know, pain meds, numb, numb the pain, suppress the immune system. Um, and that's not a really good long-term solution to a body that's very depleted. 
um, and might have damaged tissue. So we wanna take a much more holistic approach. So let's segue into the next uh, slide here, which is what is being done to actually help these people. Conventionally, <laughs> and I've been on many of the university sites, uh, the Harvard sites, the UCLA sites, um, and there's not a lot happening in these medical centers as far as conventional other than monitoring and sending them to the appropriate specialist based on their symptoms. So if it's more lung, they, they are under the watch of a pulmonologist. If it's more neurological than a neurologist. And again, they're gonna choose their conventional approach, which is usually going to be some type of symptom-based um, band-aid approach. If it's, if it's chronic neuropathy, a person will generally just end up on um, antidepressants like Lyrica Cymbalta or Gabapentin, some type of typical treatment for that symptom, which many of you guys that have worked with us in the past know, that's not the long-term solution because it's not really handling you know, what's damaging that tissue or that area in the first place. Um, the other thing is, uh, and it's very mixed, I will tell you, the question is, well, should I get the vaccine? And uh, because there are some reports that um, long haul symptoms may go away with a vaccine. I have seen no clear data on that. Um, and many of these, um, these medical sites, uh, you know, when they're asked about, you know, should we get the vaccine? You still aren't recommended to get both vaccines after having COVID. And we are in research trials still, and nobody really knows. Um, so we're not sure if people would get worse because the, remember we did the December talk, if that was webinar 13, I think, I can't even remember now how many I did, but it was the last webinar I did in December where we talked about the vaccines because you guys were really interested in, um, you know, what my take was on that. Just remember that the mRNA um, injection, it's really not a traditional vaccine. Um, the mRNA injection actually causes you and your DNA to become the producer of spike protein. And it's the spike protein that contributes to the hyperinflammatory response. If you're dealing with hyperinflammation as a chronic long hauler and your immune system is already intensely um, triggered, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. And a lot of these medical sites basically were saying that, um, uh, you know, that's something that you should take up on a one-on-one -on -one basis with your doctor. Um, that statement, taking it up with your doctor, when none of the doctors in the field really know because there's the science isn't there um, to, to back up anything. It's a really unknown situation. So um, here at Living Health, I'm handling this and we are handling this here as a team um, as though the chronic patient is a COVID patient, even though they test negative. We're looking at their systems that have been affected that are chronically bothered. Um, we are running tests to look at inflammation markers. There's no real good consensus right now as to um, what tests to run for inflammation markers in the conventional setting. Um, because most of the blood work that they are running, everything comes back normal um, overall. But you guys know that I work with a lot of people that have biotoxin or toxin illnesses, and we run a lot of different inflammation markers. And I can tell you between the COVID 
long COVID and the vaccines, when I have tested people um, for some of these markers, they are through the roof. Um, and so there is a definite chronic inflammatory, it's like a, a, it's like a chronic acute inflammatory situation where the acute markers are staying high and the, in, the acute inflammation reaction is staying there chronically. So it's this crazy situation where they, that acuteness never really shuts down even though the virus may be long gone. And that is what's causing the damage to the tissue very much like an autoimmune situation where you're now attacking your own um, body. And so, um, so we have to look at, uh, like we really have to take a holistic approach. Um, if we haven't tested somebody in a while, then we would want to run some of these markers, uh, a good functional panel with the cytokine markers like TGF beta one and C4A. There's, there's a whole slew of them that we might look at. C-reactive protein, um, homocysteine, these are, Things fibrinogen, that's a clotting factor that tells us if the person is a high risk for clotting. There's, there's markers that we wanna run that are acute inflammation markers, even though you might be in a chronic situation. Um, and these are not standardly run tests, unfortunately. So uh, it's being way missed um, as far as that goes. So if you haven't had that done in a while, um, then that's something we look at. If you're already in a program and we're already working together and this is what's been going on, we've probably already caught it and we're already um, handling those things. Um, and then we have to figure out, okay, based on your COVID history, so everyone's COVID um, presentation, their long haul presentation is a little different. So we have to go through that and figure out what systems are being affected, where are the symptoms mostly um, situated. I'm always thinking with, with it's almost like this acute, um, chronically acute, hyper acute inflammatory stage. So I'm already thinking with supplementation and treatments that are going to be immune balancing, immune calming and inflammation lowering. And, um, and then we ha might have to add some specialized things. For example, my brain fog patients um, are all getting our Cognimax. I'll get into the specifics in a minute, but very specific, you know, supplements for brain function, stimulating the brain, um, supplements for the gut. If someone's having really bad gut symptoms, which some people are, um, we actually had a patient who had the vaccine and for about a week after had watery diarrhea after the first vaccine um, and broke out in a head to toe rash. So this is a very inflaming situation that can cause, uh, we already know COVID itself can cause gut dysbiosis. So an imbalance in the gut bacteria, um, it can cause a lot of um, leakiness in the barrier of the gut, which can cause more systemic inflammation. You know, most of your immune system is in the intestines, about 70% of your immune system patrols your borders and it's your immune system that really gets triggered by this. So um, the other things that we look at is, does this person really need something like ozone IV or vitamin IVs, B12 shots um, to, to actually push that system up? Um, some people that are long haulers that have already been on supplements and they're still having issues, they, they might not be absorbing well because of the leakiness in the gut and the inflammation in the gut. Um, and, you know, they're pumping themselves full of the vitamins. If you're not getting better on oral vitamins, you might have to get IVs, which will bypass the gut stuff. 
and actually help the gut heal once we get nutrients into the actual system. Um, and then ozone IV um, is an important um, adjunct as well for a lot of people. And in some cases, um, we will actually refer people for the things that we know now <laughs> that we talked about March, April of 2020 um, that were effective, um, and that's hydroxychloroquine and or ivermectin. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic. It's very anti-inflammatory. Um, it has a good anti-inflammatory component. It's very safe, very safe track record, 50-year-old drug for um, antiparasitic uh, that you know, it's over the counter in many countries. And we do have um, resources for people to be able to get that if we feel we need to even go there. In most cases, we haven't had to. And then of course, addressing diet and lifestyle is extremely important as well, um, because we're almost treating you as though you A, have COVID and B, you're autoimmune. So we have to make sure that we're doing as much to lower autoimmune or inflammation triggers as we possibly can. So what supplements should you take? Um, ironically, if we're treating you like you're trying to prevent COVID or you have COVID or <laughs> you just had COVID, the, the supplements we recommend are pretty much the same as what we were recommending in our um, immune bundles. We were calling them COVID bundles in the beginning, but um, people were getting websites shut down and it was all kinds of covert ops. So uh, we renamed it the Immune Protection Bundle and then the Immune Protection Bundle Ultra. If, you're, if you um, are dealing with someone who's got chronic, unrelenting COVID symptoms past their initial acute, you know, two weeks or so, um, and they haven't been on any supplements, they have to get on some of this stuff. Um, in order to even have a bit of a chance to get feeling better. The, some cases, this is all it takes to turn a person around in a couple weeks. Um, so this bundle has the monolaurin. Monolaurin is antiviral, it's anti-inflammatory. Um, I'm not gonna get too, too much into it because you guys can go back through the COVID webinars or share those webinars with people. But we know that resveratrol um, and our resvero synergy capsules have quercetin in them. So it's resveratrol and quercetin. Um, and resveratrol and quercetin are both anti-inflammatory. They're very, very good for nerve and brain and the cardiovascular system. So these are all the systems that get um, impacted by COVID. Um, they also have resveratrol helps support ACE2 uh, receptors. So it can help bring the ACE2 receptors back online, and that may take a little while. Um, but that's important in order for the mitochondria to start functioning again, and for you to actually use the vitamins that you're taking and the oxygen that you're getting um, as far as that goes. Quercetin helps keep zinc going into the cells, so it helps on, on a deep genetic level supporting normal cellular processes. Um, the, the Ultra Bundle has the zinc, it has vitamin D. You've got to be taking at least 5,000 to 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, just generally to maintain optimal blood levels of between 60 and 80. And we've seen people just drop dramatically because the immune system is so ramped up for so long, it just depletes all your nutrients. And if you weren't on vitamin D, and remember COVID, or COVID-19 was, was really touted by some 
very well-known, respected virologists and, and researchers as being a, a pandemic of vitamin D deficiency. Um, I think also zinc deficiency was an issue for a lot of people. And you don't need really high amounts of zinc. We're just talking about, you know, 25 to 50 milligrams a day. There's a time to high dose these things when you're dealing with an acute onset, but chronically we have to look at um, if you're gonna bump somebody up like they have acute, it's only for a few days and then you need to be on a maintenance dose of these things. Um, glutathione is really important, N-acetylcysteine and glutathione. So our glutathione PL100, critical to get mitochondria and brain and the immune system back on track. It's all about resetting everything and trying to shut the switches off that were, that were switched on and left on. Uh, vitamin C is another important um, immune support. And then it's just not a bad idea to have something like biocidin spray so that you can continue to actually help with um, the throat because people still have sore throat symptoms sometimes chronically. It's on and off and on and off. Um, so there's that as well. <clears throat> so this is the minimum that I would recommend somebody with chronic symptoms of COVID um, get on. This is what we were, we were recommending for prevention. This is just basic good immune support, um, especially if you're choosing to not be vaccinated. Even if you've chosen to be vaccinated, you are still not 100% protected, unfortunately, against getting COVID or serious COVID complications. Um, the actual percent of protection you have is less than 1%, believe it or not. The 90% effectiveness that was touted for these vaccines um, for approval for emergency use had to do with antibody production. So you're very high percentage of antibody production, but an absolute um, percentage or rate of preventing severe COVID um, or getting COVID was actually 1% or less. Um, so if, if you've had the vaccine, if you're choosing to do the vaccine, you still have to protect yourself as though, A, you've just given yourself COVID and B, you still might actually get wild COVID. So I would minimally be taking one of our immune protection bundles um, as far as the basics for that. Now, the chronic COVID, like how are we gonna manage the other symptoms, right? So if you've got brain fog and memory issues, we know that it's affected your central nervous system. Um, then, like I said before, Cognomax is a supplement that we're getting really good results with. Um, within a couple weeks to a few weeks, we're able to have a, a, a patient with brain fog that was functioning brain normally before COVID um, or before even the vaccine that got brain fog after or as a result, they're responding very well to Cognomax. Cognomax has a complex of different herbs that each one of them has been shown in the research to stimulate the production of new brain cells. So it stimulates the stem cells that you have already in the brain as far as that goes. Um, and it's a really good way to like charge up the brain. Another one that some of you guys are familiar with is our ATP up powder. Um, that can be good in whether this chronic fatigue or brain fog or whatever, um, because it literally has uh, several different nutrients in there that actually support the mitochondrial production of ATP, which is the, the basic cell energy that we need. You got to have extra B vitamins. You've probably burnt them out. Um, if you've got chronic COVID, um, you're very likely to be B de depleted. If you've got brain stuff, we're thinking 
B12, B6, B9, uh, B5, B2. There's a whole list of these that you need in a complex. So either active B or methylation plex. Anti-inflammatories in addition to quercetin and resvero, uh, resvero, resvero synergy. If you've done those and you're still having brain issues, you need to start bringing in things like omega-3, which most of you guys are already taking, but you might wanna just therapeutically dose it and double up on the dose if you're not on a blood thinner. Um, the curcumin complex and the omega, uh, our omega-3 MG capsules or the omega mulse, which is an emulsified uh, liquid. The emulsified liquid or the th 3MG capsules are great, especially if there's gut stuff happening where we're not 100% sure how well you're digesting or absorbing because these are almost broken down pretty much um, for easy absorption. If you've got gut symptoms, so whether it's constipation or chronic diarrhea or whatever, um, there's probably some chronic dysbiosis or imbalance of your, of your gut flora. There's inflammation of the intestinal lining is very, very likely and common, and it can be a chronic situation. Um, Aside from really staying on the plate rule, obviously, um, grain-free, dairy-free, definitely gluten-free, you wanna maybe look at bringing gut repair and probio powder um, in. It's a very common thing that we start a lot of our inflamed patients, um, usually at the beginning of their program. There's nothing wrong with bringing this in. I just actually had a patient a few weeks ago, um, ate some crabs, <laughs> ended up with, um, very, very loose bowels, watery stools, likely picked up some kind of critter in eating the crabs or bacteria or God knows what. Um, and that had lasted for a couple of weeks and she got in touch with me and I said, just for now, let's bring back gut repair. Um, you can add it to your current meal shake. You can take it on its own with the probiotic, do a bottle of each of those. And then obviously reach out to me if if it doesn't get better, well, about halfway through it did, so she's just gonna finish them up and then off she goes. So that can be um, a very powerful thing that you guys can go back to um, as far as gut symptoms, um, joint pain. So all these joint support anti-inflammatory things, you can see they're all very similar almost no matter what symptoms getting a uh, system's getting affected. So the curcumin complex, these are all in addition to the immune support bundle, okay? Um, uh, Omega-3 curcumin complex. And then if you have to, we've got joint recover, which has our MSM and our glucosamine. Um, but usually it's this is more of an inflammatory thing. Um, and it, if need be, we can bring in our nitromulse. It is a peppermint flavored liquid, similar bottle to the Omega Mulse, but it very much down-regulates a hyper-inflamed situation where you might be actually accidentally attacking some of those um, joint tissues or other systemic tissues. If you're suffering from shortness of breath or chronic fatigue, um, then we look at um, bringing in additional glutathione support in addition to what's in the bundle. It might be our glutathione plex capsules that have N-acetylcysteine in them. Um, which is very helpful to get mitochondria back functioning. We also have a supplement called NAD, which is really important for energy and brain function. And then of course the B vitamins and the fish oil can also help with that. Um, you can see the pattern here, right? So um, really focusing on de-inflaming and rebalancing and supporting the nutrition of that area. And then for a lot of people, if these things aren't working well or not enough, 
um, or they want to take it to the next level and recover as much and as best as they can, then of course we're recommending ozone and vitamin IVs for um, most of these guys um, as long as they're good candidates. Uh, we've had some patients with COVID um, as well as the COVID vaccine that had very dramatic platelet crashes, like really low platelet counts as a result. Um, and these guys would not be a good candidate, believe it or not, for ozone. We have to actually get the oz uh, we have to get the platelets up first, um, but they're great candidates for the vitamin IVs, which can also help with that as far as that goes. Um, so let's talk real quickly about the benefits of ozone. If it comes to needing extra support, um, then ozone uh, might be indicated. And this is something that we were all prophylactically doing um, periodically throughout the last year, um, which helped many of us prevent, um, if it didn't prevent you from getting it, it likely um, helped get you through it, especially if you had COVID and came back in short order and, and did the ozone for several reasons. So these are the indications for ozone IV. Um, generally before COVID, these were the, the research indications. Remember, ozone's been around for decades and decades. Um, it's indicated for autoimmune diseases because it helps lower those chronically acute situations with people. Um, heart and vascular disease. And remember, these are all the things that COVID seems to be triggering in people. Peripheral artery disease, dementia and cerebral vascular disease. Most of the brain stuff that's happening for people is because of the onslaught of the vascular system. It seems to have a very big affinity for our blood vessels. Um, dementia, cerebral vascular disease, post-stroke, diabetic circulatory disease, asthma and COPD, so lung issues. Um, the circulation, the small vessels in the lung, anywhere there's small vessels that have potentially been hammered by COVID um, or are continually being hammered by the immune system response to the COVID chronically, um, this would be helpful. Um, it's antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. So if there is a chance that there's hiding COVID virus that's causing these chronic symptoms, well, then ozone is the most sensical thing that you can do. Um, a series of ozone IV with the ultraviolet is antiviral. And so the best way we're going to be able to, to get rid of the virus, kill it, stimulate the immune system to truly get rid of it um, once and for all would be something like ozone. Um, low immunity. So some people are actually very depressed. Um, so hyperimmunity and low immunity, it just helps bring everything back into balance. It's like an immune system reset, which is what people need. Um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Again, these are very common long haul COVID symptoms and ozone was already before COVID um, very much indicated and successful at helping with these things. So <clears throat> this is how it's done for many of you guys that are on tonight. You've been patients or currently are patients and you hear us rant about this stuff all the time, um, but you might share this with other people that you know have not heard of this. Ozone is basically a molecule of three oxygen atoms. It's, it's oxygen that we breathe is usually O2. That's just in the, in the regular atmosphere. Um, but um, we actually have the ability to, to take oxygen and um, with a little bit of a spark, <laughs> we can actually create ozone, which is a super um, powerful, high potency oxygen molecule. 
And when we do, you can see Dr. Tom there chilling in our IV area, and he's getting an ozone treatment. I just had another one last Friday. Um, I do this actually anytime that I fly for multiple reasons. Anytime that you're at high altitudes, you will actually get low oxygen saturations, extremely fatiguing and stressful to the system. You get um, extra radiation, you get low oxygen, and of course you get exposed to everybody's nasty germs on the plane and in the airport. Um, and no, there's no social distancing on the plane. <laughs> there hasn't been for a long time. So we're still getting exposed. Um, so every time I fly, I fly with zinc lozenge. So I have that in my throat the half the time that I'm on the plane. And then once I've come home, I get myself set up to do an ozone treatment to re-oxygenate my system. And that will keep your immune system very strong and it disinfects you literally. Um, so we, we take the blood out via a pump. So it goes through, you see the little tubes there. Um, and it goes actually through an ultraviolet machine. The ultraviolet machine is right on the edge um, of that desk there, that, uh, that shelving unit. And it goes through and it exposes your blood to ultraviolet, which is also very good um, for the immune system. At the end here, I'm gonna post a flyer about ozone. So you can have that information as a handout and some information about ultraviolet. And those two are combined together. It's very powerful. So the ozone and the ultraviolet happens um, the ozone will happen in the bag. So once the blood is collected in the bag, then the ozone generator gets turned on. Ozone tube is attached to the bag and the blood um, gets exposed to ozone. And you generally will see the blood turn a beautiful oxygenated tomato red color. Um, and then the bag gets flipped, the blood gets pumped back and on its way back, it goes through the ultraviolet machine again. So it's a very powerful tool for us to help um, with a lot of conditions, but especially um, this situation with this long COVID, any kind of chronic um, viral type of the effects of the virus. Um, vitamin IV, so let's talk about that. We've um, you know, what are the benefits? Why would we do that? Well, again, if you're having challenges with getting back in the game, taking the oral supplements, then you might actually need the extra boost just to kind of rev the system up. It's one of the most effective ways for us to get nutrients that you're not absorbing well through the intestines, through the liver filter system, just directly into the blood. Um, and uh, so it can immediately help with improving immune health. Um, they can be done kind of alternately or concurrently with ozone. Um, it immediately can help boost energy, um, improve mental clarity, cognitive function, um, muscle relaxation and tissue relaxation. So helping with the, that fibromyalgia, that pain, that chronic pain that people have from being so achy. Um, uh, and again, I mean, mood gets affected when we're feeling like garbage and our brain is getting hit with all this inflammatory stuff. And um, so it can immediately help with that. Um, and before COVID ever showed up, um, the Myers cocktail, which is a combination of B vitamins, um, calcium, magnesium, vitamin C, um, has been indi indicated for chronic fatigue, for fibromyalgia, for depression, for migraines, for respiratory problems, for viral infections and illnesses and cardiovascular disease. And these are all of the things that the COVID seems to be affecting in people um, long term. So 
that is something that um, we are recommending for many of our, our long haulers um, or post-vaccine um, uh, patients. Your ability to overcome long COVID likely depends on several factors. There is a genetic component. I do feel like some patients that are already prone to being autoimmune, already prone to having problems with toxins. Remember, if you're going on a massive killing spree and lots of tissues are being affected and DNA production is being affected, you might not be able to actually get rid of these toxins. And so some of your symptoms might be, you're just not able to detox very well and you might need some detox support. You know, we, we did our, we've got our detox kits and things like that, um, that can sometimes be helpful as well. Um, comorbidities. So if you already went into COVID with any of those listed comorbidities, we talked about obesity, hypertension, um, autoimmune issues, diabetes, neuropathy, multiples. Well, you're going to be having a harder time getting over COVID um, and getting the system back on track without having some kind of boost um, to support that. Um, and then stress. I mean, if you're this whole past year has been insanity. <laughs> and now it's kind of just become this thing we're living with. But um, the the stress factor is no joke, right? And so just stress alone on, on a normal, you know, non-COVID planet um, is enough to cause someone to become chronically ill. And so when we add this craziness to it uh, called COVID, um, we can become extra depleted and have a really hard time getting back into 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 a swing again. And then some patients actually had already had underlying overgrowths or dysregulations or infections, whether it was yeast infections, candida overgrowth, fungus, or actual parasites. Um, and that can actually because of that chronic impact on the immune system can make it even harder for people to get over. And it just makes something like ozone even more powerful because ozone can help with the yeast and the fungus and, and whatnot as well. And so we talked about detox pathways there. So our approach is obviously an integrated functional approach. Uh, it's a holistic approach. It's not just, you know, um, I mean, well, you guys know how I feel about other systems. Um, so, at this point, what we're doing with our with the people that are calling up asking for help with chronic COVID symptoms, um, long past the initial, is we we are doing a basically a, you're screening you for what what is your COVID manifestation like, where you're at, what it's been like, so kind of going through your COVID history, if you will, along with your actual medical history, comorbidities, medications, things like that, um, and then we have to figure out okay you know, what do we need to do with this person? If we haven't seen you in a while, we might run some functional blood panel. We might run some extra inflammation markers just to kind of, where's your vitamin D? Where's your, where's your B12? Like, you know, where are your inflammation markers? What kind of picture are we seeing underneath the symptoms, right? That's what we have to dig down into. Um, and then we have to go and look at, are there symptoms, systems that we might have to repair? I had a patient who's, who, um, was already diabetic, already having kidney issues, got COVID and the kidneys uh, dropped down a notch to the point where they were talking dialysis. And so we are working on a lot of the com comorbidities because she doesn't want to get put on the dialysis situation. And we are working on trying to get kidney function back up. And we're doing that with um, not just, uh, we're doing that with various IVs, let's put it that way, <laughs> that we can talk about one-on-one -on -one, um, when you're in the office. Um, 
but obviously it's a very holistic approach and we're, we're making headway with her even just four weeks in with regards to her kidney filtration rate coming back up and, you know, her diabetes reversing. So we're very encouraged as far as that goes. Um, so we need to identify all your sources of inflammation um, because COVID might've sent you over the edge for chronic COVID type symptoms. But if there's other things in your environment causing inflammation, it's, it's keeping the immune system chronically charged up. So we, we have to look at not just, okay, COVID caused some stuff. What else in your environment or in your diet or, or in your supplements or lack thereof is contributing to this, this hyper-inflammatory state? And then we have to help shore up your detox systems and, and really just kind of figure out a plan for each person to help improve and reverse their chronic COVID symptoms. So that is uh, the simple version basically of how we're handling it. So um, I think I did pretty good for time. <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm going to just go through um, the chat box now and kind of read through and see what questions um, that you guys have. Um, you can see that this is a various, like there's so many different ways that people are presenting. We're, we're having, there's no real one like solution for everybody. Um, other than I would generically say, if you have a friend or family member that has long COVID, get them on the immune support bundle to start. If in a couple of weeks that's not doing anything or the person's not feeling better or turning a corner, then they may actually have to have some, you know, some, some boosts of oxygen with the ozone, some vitamin IVs to help them along um, with getting back to normal function or as normal as we can, depending on, you know, the longer it goes, my fear is the more tissue damage happens. And so the sooner we can get a person who is chronically dealing with this um, reversed out then, and the immune system reset, that's the most important thing, then I think the better chance they have at a good long-term uh, success. Anyone that's interested in coming in um, or going virtual, if you're calling from out of town, if you're, if you're not local, then we can do virtual Zoom or something. Um, uh, we're gonna have you just call Cedric. Um, he does all of our scheduling. And, um, you know, we're obviously not open right now, so you'll have to wait till tomorrow. Um, but you can call him at the at his number at 410-216-6607 and he can get you scheduled um, on the appropriate uh, schedule. You'll you'll uh, it'll likely be um, with Dr. Tom just as an initial covid screening just to kind of figure out, OK, like, what are we looking at here? What do we think? What are you interested in doing um, as far as that goes? Okay, let me go through. I'm gonna just gonna go right back to the beginning here um, and re-say hi to everybody. <laughs> uh, I actually can't believe it's been six months since my last webinar. That's crazy. Um, but we're gonna be doing these a little more regularly, um, like I said, and we're gonna talk about non-COVID stuff too. So if there's things that you guys are interested in hearing about, um, maybe let Cedric know, you can put it in the chat box. Um, cause we're, we're gonna, you know, we used to have a podcast and, and a radio show, um, before COVID and we want to bring that back, um, to you guys so that we can kind of just get on into, you know, regular rhythm of getting things back to normal, talking about other things. It's been all consuming COVID and there's going to be some more COVID stuff that's going to come up and there may be some really good topics you want to talk about surrounding that, but, um, let Cedric know he'll, he'll start a list for us and then, um, and then also you can put them in the chat box with the webinars and we'll go through. <clears throat> okay, so um, 
<laughs> so someone says taking the vitamins and teaching in a school since January did not get the vaccine healthy so far. Yay. Good job. Um, I think really you being proactive with your health, with the with the supplements, with the vitamin D, with the monolaurin, um, you know, all of those things. That is the best vaccine you could actually give yourself, quite honestly. Um, ozone changed energy levels. Yes, it's pretty dramatic. And um, it's like the sicker you are, the more dramatic the results. If you're someone who's already operating at a pretty high level, you probably won't notice much, but that's kind of par for the course with anything. Okay, so someone asked about NAC. Yes, so N-acetylcysteine is in our glutathione plex. It's a capsule that has uh, N-acetylcysteine and um, some choline and glutathione in it. So you can take that. You can take anywhere from one cap a day to... I've, I've dosed people two capsules three times a day. I wouldn't necessarily keep you at that level, but sometimes people need a good kind of kick in the butt uh, to get them going and revved up. Um, excellent. I apparently did a good job on managing my time, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, uh, April says that she was one of the first patients to receive ozone in the office. I remember and uh and it changed everything it is it is so amazing whether someone's got rheumatoid arthritis lyme um eczema psoriasis uh you know it, we've just used it we we it's a regular part of some of our programs like neuropathy because we have to get oxygen to the nerves for them to heal and of course that includes the brain um, and we've got people that all through COVID have been coming in once a month, every other month, just to bolster their system up, um, kill anything that might be bothering them, all these unknown things. Um, uh, and that's managed to help people stay healthy as well. Um, let's see. Yes, tinnitus is actually, uh, interestingly, so tinnitus that's vascular related um, or tinnitus, depending, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, very responsive to ozone and um, some of the support like fish oil and things like that. Remember, it's vascular. So anything that we would do to help lower inflammation, support the vascular system, the fish oil, the B vitamins, um, phosphatidylcholine. Um, so we have phosphocholine is one of our supplements that we have that's on our web store. The web store, by the way, is um, livinghealthmarket.com. That's where all of our supplements are sold. If there's something that you normally get or that I talk about, like the zinc lozenges that aren't on the store, sometimes if it's not our label, I can't put them there, but you can call the office and get that handled. Um, okay, so... And then how long does one keep taking the COVID prevention? <laughs> Well, <laughs> interestingly, um, I actually think you should be on those forever. Um, minimally, uh, you know, we don't know. I mean, they're, they are telling us that get used to this. This is going to be around. Well, you know, whatever. I think minimally you got to be you got to be taking vitamin C. We do not produce it on our own. People are generally very deficient and we use high, high amounts of it. Um, I, so I think that you have to be on vitamin D for life, fish oil for life, a good quality B vitamin or multi for life. Um, Resveros, the Resveros Synergy, I just recommend everybody take that standardly. It's the resveratrol and quercetin. And that kind of that immune support is really like a good like bare minimum, um, along with a multi and fish oil, like just if you did nothing else in life, but but did that for for kind of wellness and maintenance. 
Monolaurin does not need to be taken at the dose of three scoops a day unless you feel symptoms or are actively fighting something. Um, so maintenance dose of monolaurin, um, like preventative prophylactic through the flu season, I don't even know if that exists anymore, <laughs> um, is one scoop a day. And that as soon as you have an onset of symptoms, you would ramp these things up. Um, and so, uh, you know, think with that as well. So, uh, you know, we live in a, in a world where our soil is depleted and organic food is uh, the best solution, but sometimes that's probably got half the nutrients than it did 1500 years ago because it's hydroponically grown. And, um, you know, they're still using hybridized seeds and there's just so many things wrong with our food that we actually need to have supplementation because we're also bombarded by so many toxins that the system is always in a state of chronic inflammation and we're already kind of living on the edge. So um, these, these basic supplements I think are, are, are important for everyone to take. D, C, omega, the resveratrol, um, monolaurin prophylactically is a good immune support, antiviral support, and, um, and then a good B multivitamin as far as that goes. So. Um, my recommendation is you just kind of stay on it forever. Even if it's just like one time a day, just something is better than nothing. I think nothing is what got people into trouble, quite honestly, um, as far as not having good outcomes. Okay, good. So I am, um, it was awesome being back online and it was great to see you guys and we're going to keep doing these. So stay tuned for regulars. I think it'll probably be um, we're trying to figure out the best evening um, right now, Mondays, maybe Thursdays, we're going to land on some regular night. Um, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for, um, you know, the the replay for the link so you can share that with people. And then if you've got other uh, topics that you want to hear about, let me know. Oh, I almost forgot to download the files for you. Good golly. OK, so. Um, this is let me share these files. So there's two ozone files, brochures that kind of talk about what ozone is, how it works, the mechanism, you know, the things that it's um, good for, um, the IV nutrition, I'm sharing that with you, and the ultraviolet light, I'm going to be sharing that with you. So I just posted four files that you guys have access to that you can um, download. Uh,